All right. Uh, good evening. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy Celebrate. Uh, Monday, this episode is dropping on the 2nd of January in 2023. And uh, I, I hope that you are joy-filled or celebrating Monday in some way. Welcome to episode 96 of the Principal Liner Notes. And we are recording this episode on a, a Saturday morning, uh, New Year's Eve, and I'm so grateful that that probably one of one of the most um, I'm just grateful for you, Bethany, and I'm so grateful that that you're here uh, here on the Principal Liner Notes. This is Bethany Hill. Uh, many of you uh, may may know of her work with uh, Joyful Leaders. She's got a great social media presence where she shares her learning and and her leadership and she's currently a recruitment and retention specialist for the state of arkansas supporting beginning teachers and uh you may have followed her her path as a principal or assistant principal or speaker or author but i know bethany as a friend a true friend and and bethany and i go way way back and i'm just i'm fanboying again and i'm grateful for bethany's time and the gift of her friendship and 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 we all get to share in that here on the principal liner notes so bethany welcome my friend thank you so much i'm so excited to be here with you my friend and um, we do go way back way back many yeah. years one of the first people i think i connected with on twitter so many years ago and so and so thankful to have met you face to face before mm -hmm. and been able to share um share time and space with you too um in multiple ways so that that's been an honor but it's really an honor to be here today well the honor is is all mine my friend and uh bethany and i like to keep it very real so you may see some some coffee sips here and there yeah um, absolutely it is also, as I as I mentioned earlier, it's New Year's Eve, and I I I disclaimed, uh, I provided this disclaimer to Bethany. My my daughters are going to their respective New Year's Eve uh, celebrations, so I've asked them to either text me or come in before before they leave. So if I do look away, Bethany, and those of you that are tuning in, it's because I'm texting or I'm blowing. If if I'm blowing kisses, I'm not <laughs> blowing kisses to Bethany. Um, I'm blowing kisses to my, to my daughters. So, so again, you, you, you may see, or they may just be like, dad's working on his podcast. He's being a geek. He's talking to one of his <laughs> teacher friends, educator friends. Uh, we'll, we'll call him later. So, um, but, but either way, um, I, I'm, I'm just grateful for this. And, and one of the things, Bethany, as, as, as someone that I lean on for friendship and an inspiration is you you have taught me i've learned so much from you as as an educator and and as an individual and one of the thing you 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 were the first person to introduce me to the concept of one word and um i know that when this episode drops on the 2nd of january many folks will have made their new year's resolution or they may have posted their their one word or there may be some folks that are feeling some pressure and angst about it and um i i would love for you to kind of maybe share a little bit of of your knowledge and advice and expertise when it comes to one word and what that oh, is oh yay 
Okay. Well, I do love this whole concept of one word so much. And, um, and I'm thankful to, to, um, John Gordon for, um, co-authoring a book that, um, really did change my life. Um, it's the book, the book is called one word that will change your life. And, um, I happened across this book in 2014 and, um, you know, didn't think a whole lot about it, but I thought, oh, this sounds really cool. And I love John Gordon. Um, and so, um, I threw that book in my, um, carry on bag and took a trip to Hawaii in um, the fall of 2014. And, um, I thought oh, I could read this on the beach. And so I did, and, um, it just blew my mind. And so I ended up actually reading it again over Christmas break when I was at home and had some time to really you know, think and wasn't distracted by the, <laughs> the scenery in Hawaii. Um, and I picked my first word and um, I started with the word inspire in 2014. And then I chose a new word every year after that up until 2020. Um, and we all know what happened in 2020. And so um, it wasn't even until the other day that I realized I never even chose a word in 2020. I know I didn't choose one in 2021. Um, and I've struggled with that because I've, um, I, I know that that one word helps me focus and I need things in my life that help me focus and stay on track. Um, but I didn't even realize that it had been two years since I hadn't chosen a word. And wow. because 2020 was just, it's just a blur to me, to be honest, it, it, it that was a tough year for for the world. Right um, but especially for educators. And um, a lot of us were sick during that time. Mm -hmm. A lot of us lost loved ones. Um, yep. We were uprooted from our from our jobs and forced to be home and isolated. And um, I probably needed a word more than ever <laughs> during that year. Um, but I didn't do it. And so um, so I decided to start thinking a couple of weeks ago about getting back to the basics of, of things that helped me in my life and, um, and, and started pushing some things out on social media to get some inspiration from people mm -hmm. that I follow. And, um, and I have, I've received lots of, of, um, feedback and different, um, you know, thoughts from other people on how they choose a word. And some people choose a song, some people choose a phrase, mm -hmm. um, some people choose a Bible verse or a quote, um, and, um, you know, that's what it's really all about. It's not necessarily about, <laughs> you know, just picking the one word because I know that can be stressful. And I find myself getting caught up in, you know, what if people misinterpret this word? What if, what if this word seems negative to some people? It really doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. because it's not their word. It's yours. And so, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's yours to share in public. It's yours to share with your family. It's yours to not share with anyone you know, if that's the way you see fit. And so I think the the thing about making it public is that if there is a level of accountability there, which I make, I have to have, you know, I, I want people to, um, to call me out if I'm not walking the, you know, walking what I talk. And so, um, I have to have that level of accountability and I need to see it visually everywhere. I need to, um, make it come to life. And so, um, some people are more disciplined than I am. It may not need all of those visual reminders and may not need friends and family, um, to, to be aware of, of, um, my goal, you know, the goals and everything, but I, I do need that in my world. And so, 
Um, I think the more public I can make it, the better off I am. So, um, so personally, I've been on a journey the last couple of weeks of trying to nail one down. And I think I've, I think I'm almost there. It may not be there by January 1st. It may be a little after that. And um, I don't think it matters when, really. I think, you know, it could be the beginning of a school year. It could be in August. It could be, um, you know, the beginning of spring or summer. It, it just, it really doesn't matter as long as it's something that is meaningful to the individual. So um, my advice for anyone out there struggling, going, should I be doing this one word thing? Or I can't figure out a word. There's really no timeline for it. You mm. know, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it'll, it'll hit when it hits is the way I see it. And so I have to remind myself of that too. That's, that's so true. And, and the, the thing with one word, and, and again, for, for those of you who may not be familiar with John Gordon and, and his work, and I know Bethany <laughs> also introduced me to his great book, The Energy Bus, which which is a is a wonderfully wrought fable on on trying to tune into being uh, a a positive person and trying to find the positive things in your life and and he's written and that's really kind of the the part of the essence of 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 his work is is really looking for and finding the good not only in yourself but in but in others so I you know I I remember you had introduced me to that that book. And I know when, you, you know, you're during, during your tenure as principal, your, your, your wonderful school was, was the first, if I'm not mistaken, the first yeah. energy bus school uh, yeah. in, in the country. And, and, and I followed your lead uh, when I was principal, middle school principal, and, and we were the first middle school um, energy bus school in, in, in the country. But John Gordon's book has written this book called one word that will change your life. I actually happen to have a copy, copy of it here. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a slim book. You can read it in less than an hour, yeah. but, but you can also read it as long as you need it to be, because it, it is, it is a reflective read. And he co-wrote the book with uh, Dan Britton mm -hmm. and Jimmy Page, not to be confused with the guitarist from Led Zeppelin, <laughs> a different Jimmy Page, but, yeah. but, but, but nevertheless, it's, it, it's a, it's an alternative to New Year's resolutions. I think that was really the practice. I think that started with one of the co-authors' families. It, it's a tradition that instead of listing, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the gym or stop smoking or stop watching TV or you know do this more or or whatever," it was like one word, which was to kind of encompass a a focus and an aspiration, and and it has not only has it kind of been a practice for um you know grown-ups such as you and me but but it's become something that that has i've seen applied in in the schoolhouse or the classroom uh or or in or in or in different organizations uh be, be they businesses or, or or what have you but but it is it is a I, and i love how you framed it it's a journey mm -hmm. and it and it can be as deep and wide as is what is needed for you on, on, on that journey. So I, I, I like how you you've mentioned, I'm not going to do it. It may not be ready January 1st. It may be February 1st. It, you know, yeah. but it does. How, how have you seen the benefits from one word where, or where, where are examples maybe, maybe in your own journey or in, in other places where, where you've seen one word, you know, kind of resonate, you know, um, 
I think back to when I started doing this in 2014 and how, um, when that word is there, it becomes sort of a filter for things that happen in our, in our world, but also how we respond to those things and um, the opportunities that we take advantage of or not. Um, and, and so, you know, through the years uh, in these last two years, not having a one word, um, I go back and I can label 2020 and I can label 2021 with a word, you know, um, because I can reflect back and think, oh, wow, you know, these are the things that happened in my world or the things that I caused or the things that I didn't take advantage of, whatever that may be. Um, I do tend to overthink and overanalyze a lot. And the older I get, the worse I get at that. And so um, what I really, what really hit me this year is I read a couple of, of really profound books um, and I regret not having a word that I had as a, that I could use as a filter when I was reading those books. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm going to have to go back and look at these two books again um, after I choose a word for um, this, this coming year. But um, one of one of the biggest books that impacted me in 2021 or 2022 was Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh my goodness. Um, when I read his book, it was, I just had so many epiphanies because um, he talks about goals and how goals can be very detrimental. Um, and we think, what? You know, we need to set goals all the time. That's, I mean, that's what yeah. we do. Um, but it's really about systems and um, systems are made of habits and whether it's a good system or a bad system. And so when he talks about building good systems, um, then what habits, you know, do we have to create within ourselves that will make those systems evolve and continue to, um, you know, to sustain? Um, because um, his biggest quote was, um, we don't, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And I have that mm. quote written in multiple places because um, goals, you know, when they're not attached to a big system, they don't mean anything. <laughs> and it was just right. like, poof, you know, whenever I read that, yeah. it was like, oh my gosh. So I read his book and then I listened to it too on Audible. And um, I'm going to have to listen to it again, and, you know, um, because he just has so many nuggets in there of, um, of, things that they align right with the whole one word concept, but um, will enhance it, I think. So I, I really want to attach some habits, um, you know, to my word for, for 2023, you know, what habits do I need to build, you know, in order, in order to attain a goal. And so, I mean, like he uses the, you know, he uses the whole going to the gym as a, you know, as kind of a, an example, you know, we set that goal. I'm going to go to the gym, you know, or I'm going to get fit. I'm going to lose weight, whatever it may be. And um, we think so highly, we think we, we shoot ourselves, you know, um, this high goal of, I don't want to lose 40 pounds or 50 pounds or whatever it may be. Um, but what, where do you start? And yeah. so he talks about how if you, get up if you sit up in bed that's one sit up <laughs> and and you have your one step toward a habit and so he even talks about just go to the gym and walk in and 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 feel the presence of the environment and look mm -hmm. at the equipment and then walk out that you went to the gym you know it, it we tend to pour ourselves into something so fast that we overwhelm ourselves 
and then we lose track of of the end goal of the, of the ultimate vision that we have. And so, um, you know, going all in at the very beginning is sometimes not the best thing to do. Um, sometimes baby steps are are much better. And um, and I always feel like I'm a kind of an all in, go big or go home kind of person. And so this this book really helped break things down for me that I don't have to have I don't have to be full force. <laughs> you know, in order yeah. to achieve some yeah. success and in order to build a habit, I can start manage in manageable steps. And yeah. that was life changing for me. You know, that's so powerful. Um, what, what you just shared there and, and atomic habits. I mean, I know is, is, is a book that I, now that you've inspired me to revisit it because when it came out, I read it too fast and, and didn't, probably probably was highly distracted at the time when when I read it but you know every everything great starts with that one step right you know Beethoven didn't write you know just didn't the, the ninth symphony just didn't pour out of him in one sitting Michelangelo when he painted the Sistine Chapel I mean he didn't do it all in one one get get go you know the Beatles when they recorded you know anything you know it, yeah. it it didn't all happen at one time it all started with one note one step one brush stroke one one word one letter and 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 all, all of us right that's that's how that's how we learn that's how we grow it, but but it had to start somewhere but we have to celebrate that progression and celebrate that momentum however small or 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 however grand it's a step and that step for many is a giant step or, yeah. or, or a giant, you know, catalyst for, for great things to come. I, I love, I love how you frame that. The, the other thing I want, and I want to hear about the second book here is, is uh, one thing that I love about our, our, our friendship and, and, and collaborations over the years is again, you, you have the best book recommendations. And, and anytime that you've recommended a book or I've seen you put out a quote, I go and buy that book or I track down that book. And so what I would ask that you do, and I'm going to have, and, and, and this will be a little bit of accountability. And I, and I know you can do this in, in, in two seconds, but you know, Adam Grant, you know, and how, yes. um, I, he, love <laughs> I love him too. And, um, he, he always lists like, um, his books, you know, Bill Gates does the same thing, you know, Oprah, mm -hmm. you know, we, we need a Bethany Hill, like quarterly or monthly book recommendation posting, you know, like these are the 10 yeah. books. I, I, I would love to see you do that, you know, under, under your hashtag joyful leaders. Um, I mean, I, I know many, and I'm not, I'm not the only one. We have such deep regard for your insight and your presence on social media. I mean, you are an influencer and, and you inspire great things. So we need a Bethany Hill, like top 10 books to read for the winter. I, I, I want it tomorrow. I want it now. <laughs> I mean, you, you I can, can do totally it. do this. Yeah, I can do it. Um, on You know, on Facebook, <clears throat> I'm, I have an album called Currently Reading. So it would be so easy to transition that over to Twitter too and LinkedIn um in Instagram too but um I try to put sometimes it's just it's a book you know that has nothing to do with education or leadership it's just a for fun right. book <clears throat> but I tend to I tend to love self-help 
books, you know, anything that can make me think more clearly um, or align myself, you know, in a better way. I have to, I have to have that accountability. So self-help books are fun for me. <laughs> and for some people, I know they're not, but, um, but uh, I usually about once a month or so try to post in that and just, you know, push out there, you know, currently reading. And, um, and I love to hear or see the comments, you know, because mm -hmm. some people are like, oh my gosh, yes, I read that. Or, and there's a sequel and I'm like, what, there's a sequel know that you know um or have you tried this by by him too or her you know and so um and then some people go out and they do download it on audible or they go buy it mm -hmm. and then they come back and they're like oh my gosh you are so right that book was amazing you know and so um i love to get that that feedback from people um it's kind of like having like a mini book club in a way you know when you find Good. people out there that are like-minded or you know that aren't like-minded still read it and see things differently and um and so um, I need to, yeah, I just need to, to spread that into the other, um, mediums and, and, um, and make that, um, more conversational that way. So great I, idea. I would. Happy new year. See, I told you I was blowing a kiss. That was my <laughs> oldest daughter. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, I'm not sorry. Um, no, I'm not sorry. You know that dad, dad, parent first, right? So that's, that's what we that's right. do. So, that's right. so, so yes, a joyful leaders or Bethany Hill, we'll have to come up with a catchy title. And, and for those of you that are listening, tag us in, if you come up with a, a title or Bethany, you're really good about that. So what's the second book you, you mentioned atomic habits. What's, what's the other book that had a profound impact on you this year that is helping you shape your your journey towards one word 2023 um well i um happened upon a book and i i can't even remember i think it was somebody on twitter <clears throat> that posted about it but it's called um peak mind and it's by amishi jaw j-h-a um and this book is all about how to um, increase your level of focus and attention um, and, um, <laughs> I came across it because like I, we were talking earlier before we started recording, the older I get, the, the more of an overthinker I become. And, um, it, it keeps me from focusing on what's, in, what's truly important. So, um, it's ironic because I, I will tend to hyper-focus on certain things, but it makes me lose my overall focus. And, um, and so it, it really helps me relate to to students who struggle mm. with attention deficit because I, I, I they really they know how to focus but they just focus on things that that aren't necessarily what we need them to focus on in the moment they're very right. good at focusing right <laughs> it's just it's just that they tend to hyper focus yeah and um and become hyper vigilant about certain things and so I find myself doing that um and there's that fine line between reflection and overthinking and I tend to cross it a lot more the older I get. And so I really have to take a step back and make myself more aware of, of where I am in the moment, what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm also, um, I don't know if you, if you do Enneagram, um, if you've ever taken the Enneagram assessment, but I'm a big fan of that too, um, the personality test. And I am an Enneagram seven with a wing of eight. And so for any of you Enneagram lovers out there, you'll know what that means. Um, I, I don't like to um, face hard feelings. I really try to avoid, you know, um, and they'll come out in different ways that sometimes are not healthy. And so um, I like to feel, I want to feel good. I want to be the joyful one. I want to be the, one. and I feel like it's my job to be that for everybody else. 
And so sometimes that can drain, you know, um, me because I may not even have it in me that day, but I feel like, oh, I've got to, you know, I need to be that for everyone else, you know, and I, and I'm an empath and tend to absorb feelings of others. And, and so I have to, I've had to really get to know myself um, and understand myself a lot better. And so peak mind um, is, is incredible. And she uses the analogy of the flashlight and how multitasking is a true myth. We cannot physically or mentally multitask. We will task shift. We will go back and forth and we can do that a lot. Mm-hmm. But we can't 100% focus on more than one thing at a time. It's impossible for our brains to do that. And um, mm. I always thought I was a great multitasker. But <laughs> I, nobody can do it, you know. And so she she really um, lays it out for you in there. And, and she um, gives a lot of um, great strategies, uh, mindful techniques, um, and self-reflection strategies to help you learn how to focus better and and how to let some other some of the little things go and be present um in specific moments and so that was a life-changing book for me too because um I've fe- I have felt like I've been all over the place since COVID especially um mm. and I had the long-term COVID thing going on and I, I had mm. brain fog for months and and it just really got to me um, and being yeah. isolated and, and just not, I'm such a social person, a connector. And, and so I think I'm still healing from that. Um, even two years later, almost what we're going into 2023. Um, yeah. So three years and I'm still trying to get beyond that, but um, that peak mind and atomic habits were too big. And then learning the Enneagram was big too. And, and, you know, that's, I mean, you can Google that and search there, there are, there's information all over the place out there, but there is a great book called the road back to you. And it's written by um, Susan Sable, I think is, is her name and Ian Morgan Crone. Um, it's a, it's a good book that kind of explains the different Enneagram personality types and kind of helps you get to know, um, what each one is and why, and it's a great way to connect with other people too. And so, and to try to see different perspectives. So I really love that. Um, and so I don't know, all of, all of that information that I've gained over the last year, I feel like I can, if I have a one word, I can filter those things that I've learned, um, and be able to whittle down specifics Mm -hmm. and, and help me stay more focused and to stop overthinking (laughs) so much because that can wear a person out. Yes, it can. And it's, it's not good for our own bandwidth and, and well-being. And, uh, so, so three good books that you've recommended. So you've got, you've got at least a running start on this, this kind of fantasy, which is going to be a reality. Yes. Bethany Hill book recommendations. And I love how the, when you frame just in framing your book recommendations, and this is very much who you are. I mean, you mentioned an empath, an empath, but you're very invitational. You always invite conversation. You, you, you're very welcoming and inviting. And so I, I love how the book recommendations, well, yeah, this is my list, but I, I always am more interested in, in, in the response and reaction and learning. And, and again, that's something also about you that I, I greatly respect is your love of learning. You're, you, you're very much a lifelong learner and, and seeker. Um, I also know 
uh, this about about you that that you also have um, and and I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. You're very unabashed about your love for '80s music, and uh, you know we are both somewhat we we are both contemporaries of each other. We're children uh, uh, children of the '70s and 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 '80s, yeah. and those were our our formative years. So. I, you know, and again, it, it may, maybe it is a song from the 80s or, but this is principal liner notes and and music is that intersection that, that we always come to when we talk about education and leadership and culture and ideas. So what is a song for you that is, is, is your, uh, your anthem for courage and, and inspiration? And it, and it may be several songs. Well, oh, I do love I do love my '80s music for sure, um, <laughs> and I, and I love all the one hit wonders. Those are some of my favorite. Nice, <laughs> the ones that you know you hear that one band and then you never hear from them again. But eight um, six seven five three zero nine Tommy Two Tone. So yeah, <laughs> you know, apologies to them. No apologies to them. They, we love them. We love the I one know. hit wonders. Absolutely, We're waiting for the second hit from them. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I think a song that, and I want to say it came out in 2020. Um, so it's a newer song, actually. But I love Alicia Keys. Nice. She's one of my favorite singers. And um, she has a song called Underdog that I absolutely love. And it just makes me want to crank it up and, you know, just, just sing it out. And I cannot sing. I cannot carry a tune in a bucket, um, as my mother would say. Um, so, but, um, but this song, um, it really, it's, it's a tribute to the people that are just some days trying to survive life Mm -hmm. and just get to the next day. And, um, you know, there are days where we just, we just have to do that. We just have to survive. And it, and, and I, I hate that there are people who live in our world who have to survive every day. Like that's, they don't have a chance to thrive. And we see kids yeah. like that. Um, I see educators that are just in survival mode every day. Um, I think it's, I think we need to embrace the normalness. <laughs> I know that's not a word, but um, okay. of, 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 of just surviving some days that it's okay to just get through a day and, um, and, to, and to see that, hey, that is a success in itself. You know, that I was able to get out of bed and get dressed and show up today. I may not be my best self today. I may not be a hundred percent because these things are happening, but mm-hmm. here's what I've done already. And it's not even eight o'clock. I showed up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so we have to give ourselves credit for some of those, those things um, that seem like little things, but it, depending on what's happening and what season we're in, you know, it can be a really big deal. Um, yes. And we need to validate ourselves for those things. Um and, and to look back and think about the things that we've overcome because, you know, all of us have our story and, you know, our backgrounds are all different. And, you know, and I look back from, you know, from when I was a kid and, you know, statistically, I should, you know, if you look at all of the statistics on childhood trauma and on adverse childhood experiences and all of this, I, I really shouldn't be anywhere near where I am now. I should either be dead or in jail or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, living in, in, in heavy poverty. Um, I should be struggling with mental illness. I should have chronic illness. I mean, like all of the statistics, you know, are against, um, you know, me or were as a kid. And I never realized that, of course, when I was growing up, I didn't actually realize it until about six years ago, seven years ago, when I started really digging into studying trauma 
and how it plays out, you know, in adulthood, especially if it, you know, if um, you experienced a lot of trauma as a child. Um, and so, and just inconsistencies and, and things like that. And so um, Alicia Keys talks about, you know, just the single mom <laughs> making it through the day and, and be able to feed her kids and, right and, um, and keep them healthy and keep um, the small apartment clean. You know, that's, that's a major success. But how often do we credit people for living life, you know, just doing the basic things that keep um, the world going, you know, um, because we are a world of, of um, you know, um, monetary things and tangibles and accolades and, you know, um, society lends itself to that and our schools do too you know when it when it comes down to it I mean you know how often do we really celebrate um all students and in, in, in their accomplishments um or do our students who are national merit finalists and who get paid to go to college because they have so much scholarship money are they the ones that get the notoriety um over the student who is already going into as an 18 year old into an apprenticeship to be an electrician and in two years we'll be making $90,000 or be an entrepreneur or own their own business, you know? Um, and, and so we, the way we define success, I think is, um, is something that we have to think about um, individually and, and as educators, especially in our schools. And so um, everyone's an underdog at some point. I think, <laughs> you know, in some, in, at some level, in some circumstance, whether you started out as an underdog when you came out of the womb or whether you are entering a new job in your fifties and you're and you know, the world's, you feel like the world's out to get you at that time. <laughs> um, you know, so I think, I think we have to see ourselves as that sometimes and know that we're, we're going to be the underdog and we can, it's okay to cheer for ourselves and to rise above it. Bethany, you you have inspired and empowered so many underdogs in your in your journey as as an educator, and I'm grateful in being one of those underdogs that that you you have been inspired and 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 empowered. I know I'm one of of literally thousands of folks that that are are better because our path has been ignited by by you. What's next for you on on your journey uh, going into twenty twenty three? What 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 plans, projects? What 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 are your next steps going in? You know, that's a that's a good question. I think I'm still figuring a lot of that out. Um, I think I think professionally, oh, I just have there are so many ideas on the brink of you know, especially considering teacher retention mm -hmm. and looking at how our schools, um, districts and schools. Um, individually can um, can hold on to their teachers, you know, to, can keep the ones that are already in place, but then also recruiting um, yeah. people to the profession that will want to stay. And, um, and, and, and they have to want to stay, but we have to make it the right environment for them to want to stay too. And so I think my, my role in that um, is, is, can be a big one. And I want to be able to collaborate with as many state people as I can um, in order to, you know, empower leaders, school leaders um, to be able to support their new teachers. And so that's a big focus of mine going into 2023 
um, because I've learned a lot in my position the last two years, um, and and there's a lot more we can do um, in, in that area. Um, another thing is, like, personally speaking, um, I'm all over the place, to be honest. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I have this, you know, I have this dream of writing some children's books. I have this dream of writing, you know, or publishing a regular book. And I've said that for years and I keep yep. putting it off. Um, and so, so I hope to, I hope to get back to my basics as far as just some grassroots writing and um, journaling. I still continue to write and journal all the time, but I just don't push anything out anymore. Um you know, I may do it through little social media posts here and there, mm -hmm. um, but not um, products, I guess. Um, and so I, I need to align myself and build a system with some good habits that will help me organize those thoughts and get them um, in, at least into blog posts <laughs> or um, short articles, um, maybe chapters, you know, Um so that's a, that's another that's another goal. And then um, back to professional goals again. Um, I do love um, the part of my job that was unexpected, um, and that is um, I do have um, a service assistance dog that is with me every day at yeah. work, and um, he's he's training to be an assist an education assistance dog. And um, we have seen several schools. I've built a professional development around him that kind of informs. Um, principals or counselors or um, superintendents or uh, school board members, um, how to kind of, you know, get started to yeah. think about having a dog be part of the school culture. And it's really scary for a lot of people to think about, you know, having a dog on campus every day, the liability, the, you know, the um, health issues and the expenses, things like that. So um, that's a big deal for me because I've seen what a difference um Archie, um, our service dog, has made um, when he when he's a, a, on site at work and and there are teachers that come on campus um, and spend time with playing with him and on their break, uh, you know, between their training breaks um, or at lunch, um, and then when I take him into schools and see how children react to him, whether they're five or seventeen, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. staff too. Um, it just, he just brings so much joy. And so that's something I've become really passionate about too, is, is how to, um, to support schools in that effort of prioritizing mental health and well-being, um, through in different ways, but especially through, um, a pet, um, or, you know, a, some, I mean, I, I just, I just never imagined the level of joy that a dog <laughs> could bring to a setting. Absolutely. Um, I, I knew it would be great, but I had no idea it would be as great as it has been. So that's definitely something I want to keep pursuing in 2023. Well, 2023 is, is, is waiting for you and, and all of the goodness that, that you will inspire and ignite and empower. And Bethany, I'm, I'm just grateful for our years of friendship. I'm very grateful for you stopping by the Principal Liner Notes uh, podcast. And, and I know that your words of, of wisdom and inspiration 
will will definitely um, be the catalyst for several listeners as they begin the new year and celebrate Monday today uh, with with you and me. How how can folks uh, follow you and engage in conversation uh, with you? You made mention of of different kinds of social media uh, landing spots. So what's what's the what are those pathways to to the world of Bethany Hill? Oh, I'd love to connect with new people. Um, so I, I'm on Twitter at Beth Hill 2829. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. You can just search Bethany Hill and Arch Ford Education Service Cooperative is my is my job um, location. And so I love to connect there as well. I, I, I've learned I learn constantly on LinkedIn from other people. Same. Um, yeah. Um, I have a, an Instagram, um, I have a, a few Instagram accounts actually at Joyful Leaders. You can find me there um, at Bethany Hill One. And then um, at Archibald underscore Ford is the journey of our service dog. And um, so we we um, we put uh, his perspective um, out there um, from the life of a service dog um, in the education world. And so it's really fun. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, Bethany Hill, and um, you can find me there. And then Inspiration for Educators is a, a professional Facebook page that I have too. So um, I'm kind of all over the place and love to connect. Awesome. And and I know that uh, just from, from personal and, and professional experience, Bethany means that when, when she loves to connect and if you engage, she will engage back and, and, and it's always good. So Bethany, I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for our friendship. I'm grateful for you stopping by the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is episode 97, and and I'm glad to be on the journey with you as as a true bandmate and and a friend. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Again, this is Bethany Hill, uh, uh, who who is truly a a champion for education, a champion for humanity, (laughs) a champion for all underdogs uh, everywhere um and service dogs as 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 well <laughs> so thanks again for tuning into the principal liner notes podcast sean gaylord here celebrating monday with you and celebrating joyful leaders everywhere happy new year <laughs>